To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. Welcome to the Death Panel. Patrons, thank you so much for supporting the show. We couldn't do any of this without you. And if you'd like to help us out a little bit more, share the show with your friends, post about your favorite episodes, pick up a copy of Health Communism at your local bookstore or request it from your local library and follow us at deathpanel underscore. So today's topic is medical assistance in dying, known as MAID, a program in the Canadian healthcare system that provides medical aid and or assistance in dying. Although it may seem like a narrow issue or clear-cut at face value, MAID serves as a telling example of the systemic logics of austerity that the surplus class faces, with lessons to teach us about the political economy of health, especially in the current context of the Canadian healthcare system, which is pointed to as a gold standard by some health activists in the United States and which is currently undergoing several different fights against attempts to further privatize an already fractured system. So we have a great guest joining us to talk about this. Cassandra Kislenko, who is a journalist in Toronto, has been reporting on Canadian healthcare and made from a disability justice-informed perspective. She has a big reported piece about this forthcoming in the Baffler that is just fantastic that might be published by the time that this is released, and also a really good piece that just came out in the Maple called How Healthcare Privatization in Ontario Made the Pandemic Worse. So we'll get to how these two things are related uh, later on in the episode. I don't want to spoil anything, but I just wanted to make sure to mention that both of these great pieces uh, she wrote at the top. Anyways, I asked if she would join me for an episode so that we could talk through what even in disability circles can be a really tricky topic, which is the recent expansions of these medical assistance in dying laws in Canada and the proposed expansion of physician-assisted dying in the United States in a way that, you know, reflects a disability-centered critique of both countries' political economy, which is ultimately inseparable and very important context for understanding these policies. So, Cass, welcome to the Death Panel. It is so great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. These policies are sometimes known as assisted suicide, physician-assisted suicide, euthanasia, physician-assisted death, etc. Whatever name you want to use, all of these names refer to these kinds of policies. The bottom line is that regardless of what you call it, it is a feature of a health system which provides medical aid or assistance in dying. Nine states in the United States have introduced bills this session alone concerning medical aid and assistance in dying, and it's accessible to over 280 million people across 11 different countries globally. Now, overall, MAID is an important topic that highlights the political and economic realities of healthcare systems. And it's often talked about as merciful, offering people autonomy, freedom, escape from pain, etc. But in practice, this is not always the case. The disability take on MAID is much more complicated. And importantly, it puts these policies in their necessary context. And also, as a late disability theorist, Marcia Russell wrote about in her work against policies like this in the U.S., we have to look at why MAID is becoming more popular than ever right now. As she wrote in her 1999 essay called Dollars and Death, quote, why assisted suicide now? With the increase of mysterious viruses and incurable illnesses like chronic fatigue, AIDS, and fibromyalgia, which require costly drugs and long-term care, why now with managed care corporations rationing care and with public health care under the budget acts? So, uh, could have been written today, and with that important and still very relevant question in mind of why now, 
let's start with the basics. I know I mentioned this a little bit at the top, but can you start off by explaining, Cass, from your perspective as someone living in Canada and also reporting on the health system in Canada, what is made and how does it fit into the Canadian healthcare system? You know, when did it pass? Who is eligible? So like you said before, MAID is medical assistance in dying, which is what it sounds like. As for names for it, I would go with state assisted suicide because doctor assisted kind of puts the blame on really just an agent of the state. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's state assisted suicide, but the Canadian media and public insists on calling it euthanasia, which I think says a lot about the way that we see it as, like you said, merciful, um, and also the way that we see its, its patients. Um, the first bill originally passed in mid 2016, it was the entire debate and the basic language of, of the bill was ostensibly for people with chronic degenerative conditions. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I believe it was with someone's death being quote, reasonably foreseeable was the quote at the time. Yeah. Within Um, six months, right? I think six months was like generally if the doctor could reasonably foresee it within six months, exactly. But even at the like, so it was for people like that to receive a a humane death that they have control over, which is morally, basically on paper sounds okay. But even uh, in 2019, the UN sent uh, what's called a special rapporteur, which is just basically someone to go write a report on something um, on Canada's made system specifically. And the person writing it raised a serious red flag at the time about there not being safeguards in place to make sure that people seeking MAID had viable alternatives for treatment before making the the quote-unquote decision. So even the UN, before any of these changes about the original supposedly humane law, the UN was already raising concerns about it being coercive. Mm -hmm. And now in 2021 was the first of several expansions to the MAID policy to broaden the group of people who could access this in Canada. Can you talk about the expansions a little bit? That first one that happened in 2021 and then the most recent one that was supposed to be implemented this month, uh, March of 2023, but is recently put on hold. For sure. So in March 2021, that was the first major overhaul. They changed the language of someone's death being reasonably foreseeable to, quote, having a grievous or irredeemable medical condition, which (laughs) is a huge jump and also defining those words literally comes down to the individual doctor like that. Yeah. So that opened a whole can of worms right away. Very stigmatizing language too. Uh, yeah. yeah. So in, in other words, somebody who basically was not necessarily going to die, but whose quality of life, the state deemed to be worse than death, which is how we unfortunately tend to put it in the English language a fate worse than death. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This is a classic frame that disability rights movements sort of pushed against. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it was having a serious illness, disease, or disability, excluding a mental illness, which we'll get to, mm-hmm. um, being an advanced state of decline that cannot be reversed, and experiencing unbearable physical or mental suffering from the illness. So mental suffering from the physical disease was already part of the criteria. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the language of the bill also said that it was only if the state of decline cannot be relieved under conditions that the patient considers acceptable. So there's, again, this language putting some onus on the patient to accept a certain amount of quality of life change or lack of service in exchange for staying alive. Um, And then the the way that this played out, unfortunately. To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash death panel pod.
you'll get access to this and the rest of our catalogue of patron-only episodes, and be the first to get a new patron episode every Monday when it drops. With love, the death panel.